You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. It is Wednesday, June 2nd, and if you're confused at how this week has gone uh, and you're thinking, what's like, what's the schedule at the moment? So if you missed Monday's episode, which Monday's episode was pretty short, it was just kind of a, hey, here's what happened with the baseball selection show. Here's what we're looking at regional-wise. Uh, in June and July, the College Channel for the Lockdown Podcast Network, which is what I'm a part of, obviously, goes into off-season mode. And they encourage us to do three episodes a week because there's not as much news going on. Now, obviously, I've been pretty blessed with TCU baseball. That's still great content pretty much every day. But for the month of June and July, I'm only going to do three episodes a week, um, 12 episodes a month. So it'll uh, come down a little bit. And then in August, as football approaches, we'll ramp back up to the daily podcast Monday through Friday. So... That's your schedule update. Now, as far as uh, TCU Athletics and what I want to talk about today, I wanted to start, as I'm recording this, I'm recording this on June 1st, on Tuesday, and the dead period in recruiting is over. Meaning, for the first time in over a calendar year, uh, recruits can come visit, they can come on official visits, they can come on official visits, they can meet with the coaching staff face-to-face, the coaching staff can go and meet with players in their homes again. And this is an important few months for everybody in the country. But I think TCU, it's it's interesting to me. You know, the 2022 class right now only has two commits. Um, C.J. Nelson, wide receiver from North Richland Hills, and then Cade McConnell, an offensive lineman from Choctaw, Oklahoma. So again working on a very small class, currently ranked ninth in the Big 12. Last year they were eighth in the Big 12. Um, They only signed, you know, around 14 kids. And I know they had a few transfers and some guys who technically were part of that class but didn't really show up in that signing class because they went to another school first or in DJ Rogers' case didn't ever end up where they were initially going. But overall, it was a pretty uh, poorly ranked class, at least just cumulatively. Now, I know they had some good players in that class, and if you look at, you know, person by person, the star ratings, it was still pretty comparable. But it was a quiet class in 2021. 2022, so far, been very quiet on the recruiting front. And you still have time, but something came to my mind today. We had Gary Patterson on one of the radio shows I work on um, before the start of last football season. And we were discussing, honestly, the reason we were talking to him is because he had just released Take a Step Back, one of the songs off his little EP that he did. But we were also, of course, talking to TCU football, and he was asked about recruiting in this era of Zoom and virtual visits and doing everything online. And he said that it was really hard to connect with these guys over Zoom. He compared it to a marriage. You know, you're not going to marry somebody that you met over Zoom. 
Now, if you watch TLC, uh, there's some shows that are dedicated to that. Just people meeting up and getting married. Um, my wife watches those shows. You know, they're just kind of on in the background. But he, he basically made the point, like, it's really difficult to make a connection with these young people virtually over Zoom. So because of that, it was hard for us to get, you know, guys in that we wanted to. Which is fair. Now, I would argue um, everybody else is dealing with those same issues. I mean, it's not like anyone anyone else in the country had the advantage of meeting face-to-face. Everybody was doing it. So it's not like TCU was the only one with that disadvantage. And while that staff might enjoy, you know, the more personal feeling of being face-to-face with those young people, bottom line was they weren't. So the name of the game is, is adapting. But I, I get that it was a small class and they weren't looking to take 25 players in in that recruiting cycle. However, I am wondering, okay, so that was that was what happened last cycle. Now this go around. You got a few months left here to really gain some momentum. When does that momentum start to pick up? When do you start getting more commits? Is it once official visits come? Is it just players need to see the facilities? Players need to meet with coaches. Players need to earn that trust, develop that trust with the staff that's been talking to them over the phone face-to-face, and that's when you're really going to start seeing these commitments go up. I mean, at a certain point, you got to start getting back to that level. TCU for a couple of years was hovering around, you know, third or fourth in the conference in recruiting. Felt like they were starting to pull some players that they don't typically get. Of course, Zach Evans fell in their lap a couple of years ago. That was helpful. So... I'm just wondering, okay, Zoom era's over. We're we're seeing face-to-face meetings again. Dead period is done. Is this when things really start to pick up for TCU as far as getting higher-rated players, getting more commits, starting to put the class of 2022 together? I hope that's the case. If it's not the case, I feel like we we got to start examining what exactly is going on. But good opportunity for everybody to hit the ground running again. And I, I think it's going to be helpful for everyone in the country to get back to just that personal meeting. But especially for TCU, that opportunity seems like something that they cherish and they're getting ready for. Coming up next, I want to touch on a basketball note, and we'll also discuss a little baseball before I wrap things up. Before we do that, though, I did want to tell you about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a great business. They're online. They have all the parts you'll ever need for your car. And it can be really difficult to find what you need for your vehicle, right? Like, there's just there's an increasing number of makes and models. Your traditional chain storefront might not have exactly what you need, or you might not be able to understand exactly what they're trying to sell you. But rockauto.com makes it simple. They have reliable low prices. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, and it's a family business. You can shop there for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need. They have a drop-down menu, 
And uh, if you click on that and write locked on, please, in that how did you hear about us section, that would be helpful. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We're also brought to you by betonline.ag. Sports continues to roll along, NBA playoffs in full swing, Major League Baseball every single night, NFL and college football coming up not so fast. It's coming quickly, folks. And you want to be ready. You want to be ready for the fall. And the best way to get ready for the fall is to sign up at betonline.ag. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports has everything you need to get started. Start betting today. Start making some money. Follow their advice. Betonline.ag. Give it a try today. All right. Back here on Lockdown Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Segment number two coming your way. And it's time to play. America's fastest growing game show. Who's on the TCU basketball roster? Another frogs in the transfer portal. Oh no, it's a mass exodus. Okay. So, TCU basketball. This actually came down a couple of days ago, but I just hadn't gotten around to it. I didn't want to comment on it, though. I've been caught up with baseball. I was enjoying that Big 12 tournament run. Uh, Kevin Samuel is in the transfer portal. Now, Kev had declared for the NBA draft. I guess didn't get the feedback he wanted. Said, okay, I'm going to come back. But is exploring his options now in the portal. Last season, Kev had 8 points, 8.8 points per game, 7.8 rebounds per game. 2019 was his best year. Averaged 10 points a game, 8 rebounds, almost a double-double. And, of course, he's a force at the rim. Blocking shots. 1.7 block shots per game in 2020, but 2.7 and 2.1 in the two other previous seasons. Okay, so, you know, I mean, I think this is a loss. Um, But I'll say this. I expressed a lot of frustration last year about how the Frogs used Kevin Samuel. Like, I just didn't think he was getting enough touches. He would run down in the post. He'd get position or attempt to get position, and they just could not find a way to get him the ball. Now, I'll also say this. Like, his game is is getting aged out of basketball very quickly. I mean, Kevin is your traditional back-to-the-basket big man. And those are becoming few and far between. And also, he's a force. He's huge. He's just a big person inside. But his offensive game has never really developed. Like, he doesn't have just this plethora of post moves. Or you get him the ball anywhere and he's able to make moves and understands angles and knows how to finish through contact. Good rebounder, though. I mean, I think he tries to play with a lot of energy. He's a slower player, obviously, at his size. So I don't know. I don't know what the disconnect was here. You know, I'm sure Kevin was frustrated with the lack of touches he was getting. 
They were a guard-heavy team with R.J. Nembhard and Mike Miles, but they had guards that weren't, I mean, weren't looking to dump it down the low post and let him go to work. So he'll explore his options and explore his opportunities. Um, defensively, he was a big force at the rim. Now, is he a great individual defender? No. He struggled to move his feet at times. But he could block shots. And he was just a guy that if even if he got a couple steps on him, with that reach and that wingspan, he could come up and pin the ball against the backboard or knock it out of bounds. So they're going to miss that. I mean, they're going to miss his presence down low on defense. Even if he wasn't blocking every shot, he was altering it. Just him being on the floor made people think twice about driving in and trying to finish. So they'll miss him from that perspective too. I mean, they're truly, like, next year's team is going to be Mike Miles and a bunch of transfers. They just blew this whole thing up. And as I've said before, I, I think you can argue both sides of it. It wasn't like they were good last year. So on one hand, you can say, hey, I mean, what's the difference between what we had and what we're getting? It's not like this team was setting the world on fire. But there's definitely something to be said for continuity and keeping guys together, and that's not going to be the case. So the only other real domino to fall for this team at this point is what does R.J. Nemhard do? Because he can still decide to come back if he chooses or he can give it a go in the NBA depending on what kind of feedback he's getting. But RJ can score. I know some people would rather see this thing turned over to Mike Miles and I'm in that camp as well. But he is a guy that can get his own shot and they don't have a lot of players like that on TCU's roster. So I I think the transfer from Kevin Hurts, I mean it does. They're really thin in the post. Um, And he gave them valuable minutes over the past couple of years. Even if he didn't really fit with the modern game and what they were trying to do, he found a way to make things happen. So that's your latest update on the TCU roster carousel. We'll come back and wrap things up. Before we do that, though, I did want to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the planet. Big fan of it. You can go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15, and get 15% off your next order. Find out what flavor you like. Maybe you're a cookies and cream person. Peanut butter, German chocolate, lemon almond cheesecake. Whatever it is that you think you'd enjoy, find it, order it, start to enjoy those delicious Built Bars. And understand that they're good for you. Only 180 calories. It's good fuel for your body. BuiltBar.com. Give it a try today. Final segment here on Locked on Horn Frogs. I'll be back on Friday. And in that episode, I'll break down um, with Josh Neighbors, actually all the Big 12 regionals. So we'll go extensively on TCU's regional. But we'll also talk about Texas Tech and Texas. Maybe sneak in some Oklahoma State talk as well. They are the only team that is not hosting that got a bid from the Big 12. Excited for this weekend, man. You know, McNeese State, I know they have a good starting pitcher. They're also a team that struggled against good competition this year. Oregon State and DBE, really good programs. 
I was talking with Mike Harge today. He covers uh, – he's a former minor league baseball player, and he now covers UC Athletics. And he's seen DBU a couple times doing some freelance work for TV. And he says those guys can flat out hit. So it might be some uh, high-scoring games there if those two teams meet up. I'll talk to you Friday. This has been Locked on Horned Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.